0: Thank you so much for being here. Um, first of all, how are you? And how has your day been? Uh,
1: oh, it's been lovely. It's been a it's been a rich day. Busy and not bad.
0: So I first wanted to congratulate you on, you know, publishing such an amazing book. Like I really enjoyed reading The Dragonfly Sea. Um uh, okay. Thank you. Thank it, you for that. It was really, really good. Um I also <laughs> Wanted to ask how it feels to be the December author for One Read and like what's it been like being a part of One Read?
1: Oh, it's, it's been amazing. The response has been uh, tremendous. Yeah. What I love is that um, it's opened um, um, worlds to readers. Um, well, and my, my old readers and, and uh, it's, it's, it's attracted this brand of readers as well. It, since it was also uh, also translated in, into German, um, I think the first question that what has been very interesting. The first question had been: um, Does Patea Island actually exist? And so it's been it's been a lot of fun, uh, uh, kind of unveiling, pushing back a veil to this amazing space. And uh, and uh, I think what has been very moving for me mostly is that um, certainly the. The uh, the Nigerian my my, my Nigerian people, uh, my my Nigerian readers themselves have um, have expressed not just an interest but a determination to visit um, both Lamu and, and Pate, uh, uh, inspired of course by the story, but the the idea of a a site of African history and memory um, that that resonates way way back to the before um uh, uh, becomes meaningful even to them so yeah that, that that part particularly i love
0: that's great yeah um and mm-hmm. i also wanted to ask what's it been like uh beyond this book What's it been like adopting as a writer during covid and like how you still connect with your readers mm-hmm.
1: To be honest, the COVID season has been uh, a kind of blessing. Is it is it polite is it polite to say that? And for us who are actual introverts, we are fake extroverts. It's been uh, it's been blissful. Uh, I've, I've got a, I've got a younger sister who called the COVID season a, a war esque. That that's our last name, O'war. war. We're <laughs> we're kind of people who who love the <laughs> the kind of of stillness of quietness of not. And a fewer obligations to um, to socialise, and and this time we've got justifications. Covid, so but there's a it's been a it's been a, it's been a rich time, frankly, um, yeah, of stillness, of solitude, of, of of looking in a reflection, of reading quite a lot, and in my case also watching a lot, catching up on a lot of Korean drama. Um, my excuse is that it's inspiration for new story so yes
0: yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, i've definitely taken this period to just like try new things since we've been home all the time but um so Mm -hmm. i wanted to talk about so you talked a bit about the background of the book and pay island and i also wanted to ask you if you needed to do like any extensive research related to Mm. like mm-hmm. yeah the history behind the book
1: the history behind the book um well I'd, I'd spent some time in zanzibar and uh that that was that was kind of mind blowing in that um a lot of my own assumptions about uh, what is Africa and where does Africa begin or end um were just blown blew exploded by the inhabiting um zanzibar as a as a, as, a, as, a, as a territory, but also as, as an idea. And part of that included uh, having lunch in my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants there, which was run by a person, a Zanzibari of Chinese origin who was a fourth generation Zanzibari. And and, 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 and encountering these histories of, of the in-between that hadn't, uh, hadn't been amplified or had been kind of written over and, and and when I was in Zanzibar at that time it did not it did not necessarily uh, figure much in my imagination until um, this story, this kind of story uh, inspired by the question of what does China's return to um, Africa and certainly eastern Africa? mean for the intimate and personal histories um, part of that was motivated by my resistance to the narrative that was being put forward that you know china is the new colonizer yeah as if the chinese return um is, is similar to the Europe, european invasion of the, of the of the late nineteenth of the actually it had been ongoing, but particularly of the late nineteenth century, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was also struck by the absences of the African narrative, the kind of the 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 the, the framing of the uh, of the African story or responsiveness uh, about the meaning of this um, yeah, new cultural presence among us, right? Given that the figures uh, of the what do you call the new the new African citizens, the largest applications of new African citizenships right across the continent come from those of Chinese origin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what implication does that have for our future? So so um yeah that might have been the question that I went with, but then going into the island, look remembering the Zanzibar experiences, also recalling my own passion for the for the ocean. And 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 my sense of uh, belonging, my, a greater sense of my own belonging to this is, of, to this continent, is uh, rooted very much in our oceans. Um, but then also discovering that in in history and in geography, especially uh, as framed in the West, there's this 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 strange narrative of where where an African encounters the ocean, their their encounter of the ocean is is constrained and limited to cargo on somebody else's boat or as the artisanal fisherman, um, you know, just, just kind of frolicking on, on the seashore. Uh, the deep histories and, and, and stories and poetry and, and naming and, and, and connections of trade, of history uh, and our own um, uh, both imagination and agency over the waters had all, all but, and you know, you run, you run into the text and it's all but, it's all but been erased, right? um so that that then becomes part of my own inquiry in terms of the why uh, why why did that happen and part of the and the most significant point of Eurasia, of course was the renaming of the waters the water, what we'll recall the indian ocean was only the, was only called the indian ocean uh, from the uh, from the water, from the 17th century and it was linked to an englishman's fantasy of reaching india but they are all, all the incredible stories and names for the for, for these particular waters, African names and uh, uh, African um, uh, histories and, and stories linked to those waters. So this yeah this these 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 little elements just kind of came together, and at the heart of it is also the story of Muamaka Sharifu, the girl from Pate Island, who in 2005 uh, was uh, in a way returned to China after uh, as uh, almost like like a 600-year-old footnote to a mystery, a long, an old, old mystery. So um, through bl- blood tests, uh, the confirmation of what Pate Island had always said, that they, some of them are descendants of of Chinese sailors that survived a storm, uh, linked to their great admiral, Zhong Ho. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, So and, and it was such a significant story that I think most of the continent missed Certainly the Kenya media missed its implication. Um, so the, yeah, in a way, so this story, this uh, the Dragonfly sea, uh, you know, draws on all these elements to tell the story of a little girl uh, living on this little island that's almost invisible to the world, but has an oversized impact on the world. Uh, this is where the war on terrorists begins. This is also where, um, if you want, the Chinese story also begins. Yeah, so that's that. All, all these things come together. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. And did you do any research specifically with the different languages that you incorporated into the story?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, There's a, a lot of history. And I guess history, history, I treat it very much as a palette to the annoyance of some historians. But uh, history is my palette. Um, and, and a lot, uh, yes, I, I, I interacted, uh, involved myself with the, you know, both the fishermen and boatmen and boat captains. Um, um, the languages, of course, the, uh, this is you know. So, of course, Swahili is very much uh, Kiswahili is very much you know the language. Frankly, the language, the, the lingua franca of these seas, uh, which is uh, uh, which is another story that people that has been erased. Um, so, in a way, yeah. So, I, 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 there's a lot of that, and the editing process, because as you, as guess as you notice, there are lots. There, are, I think, seven languages there that then becomes the work of my my editor and copy editor and line
0: editors yes yeah and for the Swahili like the different Swahili proverbs that you put um mm. yeah before some of the chapters like how did you choose which proverbs to put where and like which one stood out
1: to you? <laughs> I no, these are actually taken from. Uh, um, they, there's a fabric. There's a Kenyan fabric called uh, Leso, also known as Kanga, and, and 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 the Kanga. It's incredible. It's not just a. It's not just a, a piece of textile. It's it's an. Incre- it's every 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 piece has a story, um, It designs and 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 what is very significant about it is the, the aphorism attached to it. So I I use the Kanga sayings. Um, but and but but the what ties a lot of these sayings uh, are the other are are is the idea of the ocean and the water and Kiswahili and swahili relationships with with the waters um so of course there, there, there may be a a few deviations but the primarily those were the choices the choices of the evidence that textual as well as the narrative, uh, evidence of, of, of long, long-term relationships uh, of the East
0: African coast with the waters. Yeah, um, and also like speaking with the ocean and how that kind of like was the connector, I guess, for everything. I was going to ask how, what led you to integrate like the sea as the main metaphor and how did you maintain like mm-hmm. that high, like storytelling throughout the book?
1: Uh, um, See, as metaphor, um, I was always going to write an ode to the ocean because um, uh, it's no secret anymore that I'm an ocean haunted, I'm a sea haunted city dweller. Uh, uh, There's not a single day when I'm not longing for um, the Swahili sea, uh, longing to be close to it. Um, And that has been part of my identity ever since I met the sea when I was about six, seven years old. Uh, I met the sea for the first time and I'd never seen anything more splendid in my existence. So um, there was always going to be in the the telling of, in part of my own artistic journey, there was never, there was always going to be an ode to the sea and maybe this is not going to be the only one. But. the telling of the story of China's return, and 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 and, and, I, and when I started writing the book, I wasn't thinking of it as China's return. I was very much of the school of thought that was going around at that time that this was a kind of um, imposition. It's the book and research that invited me into the understanding of this as a return uh, and, and a continuation of an old, 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 old story, actually uh it's not just a 600 year old story when you go to Pate, you understand it's a, probably an a, a thousand year old story right um and 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 i guess what happens was you know and it's a story of the sea because also china the 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 belt road initiative is very much linked to uh, uh, a, a kind of a contemporary ter- interpretation of old trade routes But all trade, all the, all the trade routes were centered around the ocean, uh, and and particularly the Western Ocean, what they call the Western Ocean, what others call the Indian Ocean, our Swahili Seas, right? Um, And and these become the very central point. And and also the, the truth was that, you know, the final voyage that uh, underpins the story of Admiral Zheng He, the, the Chinese admiral that passed by this part of the world, uh, this, his last voyage uh, before, uh, you know the one where he lost a third of his sailors, some of those that ended up on this Patty Island, um, was also linked, coincided with China's turning its back on the ocean. And if China had not turned its back on the oceans, you know, on the seas, the history of the world and the history of the continent would have been a very different history. And I think um, looking, just looking at kind of reading the texts of uh, uh, Xi Jinping, the current, current Chinese premier, um, and his constant references to the seas and the certainty that they will never turn their backs on the seas. Um, has I think there's some clues there. I knew I had to talk about these oceans. And certainly the oceans, the, the, the Indian Ocean, the Western Ocean, the Swahili seas have become uh, very central, I think, in, in, even in the reshaping of world geopolitics, and yeah. So I think that there's kind of like there's a kind of historical political message there, um, a, a wandering there, um, and 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 at, at the heart of it is the is the desire to ask my fellow Africans to look again at the oceans and its implication
0: for our future. Yeah. So, with those implications, like, what what would you say is the main message that you hope one re- readers take away from it?
1: Hmm. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't think I'm the kind of um, artist that wants mm-hmm. um, uh, to, wants to pass on a message to readers yep. or anything, but. Uh, uh, but as a kind of thinker and, and thinker from the African continent, I, I think you know just, just maybe one or two, let's say three points is one is what what is it that we want from the new relationship with China? Uh, what do how we haven't defined that yet, but we need to do that. That was one. Second thing was that um, the depth, the depth and the breadth of our own histories. Um, uh, are, are, are among us, but won't be for long. Um, do we have people? Uh, do we have anybody who is willing to go into the spaces like Pati Island, for example? There will be examples rot- dotted right across the our, our continent to go into the places of the in between and, and to tell, pick up what remains of the stories of our, our long, long, long history, long histories, right? Mm. Our oh, histories do not start with colonialism, and, and and to do so limits and con and constrains to the the extent of our own dreaming. And I think that's the second point, and the th- the third point is that uh, um, I think the, the idea of where does Africa where does it go? I, th- I think it points to the it points to the the question of the African imagination. What do we imagine of our seas? What, what, do, what do we imagine for and of our waters? Uh, the world is tilting towards the uh, these oceans, the Swahili seas. Um, what is our stake, and 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 are we even thinking about it?
0: Yeah, um, and I guess with within the talking about the characters of the book. I wanted to ask what your inspiration was behind Munira's character and specifically her particular, with her scandal and like her being used as a warning. So just the inspiration behind that whole, I guess, (coughs) yeah, storyline.
1: Oh Munira, Um, Munira, I guess uh, first, first sometimes you don't know where characters come from. They just show up. And I, I, and your job is to, my job as the artist is to honour the one that shows up and to follow her life. So, um, so there's that, there's that that, you know, that comes from the realm of the unknown. Uh, but Munira um, is, is partly inspired by the incredible women um, I've encountered in my life, but certainly um, uh, the name comes, is a tribute to my deputy when I was uh, working at the, as the executive director of the Zanzibar International Film Festival. Her name was Maria, and uh, she was an exceptional woman in her own right. Um, but yeah, uh, she's a composite of so many women um, that I've encountered. And then she's she's her own self as well. So yeah. 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 Um, I wish I could give you an inspired answer. Yes, I thought her. I structured her. I dreamt it. No, 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 no. no. She appeared.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's okay. That's a very great answer. Like, um, And she was definitely like a powerful, an example of a powerful woman. So I definitely see that. But I also wanted to ask about the development of Ayana and Muh- Muhy- Dean's relationship. Especially um, in like the first no, he did. Yeah, the first hundred pages mm. and like that slow development towards uh, their relationship now.
1: Mm. Uh, it, in what way? What struck you? Um, maybe I can address that.
0: Uh, I guess it was just Ayana's like, f- she was very forthcoming when they first interacted and then I feel like he slowly. Um, it was. I felt like it was a gradual development. Like it wasn't. Even though Ayana was very forthcoming, there, the development of the relationship was pretty gradual within the first few chapters. So I just wanted to ask about like building that up.
1: Hmm. Again, I guess it's 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 a, it's about. I guess it's about also story story trajectory. Um, trusting the story to show the direction uh, that the author as Amenuensis takes um, again I, I can't say I wanted it that way um, or or demanded that it go that way but but that was the, I guess that was the running after Ayana and saying okay how is this going to go understanding later on oh, okay well she's looking for her father she's looking for a father and she appoints a father because she appoints Muhyiddin as half, half, half her father, um, and, and it's up to him to come to terms with the fact that he has been chosen. Uh, uh, you know, everything, everything that he Ayana represents, everything that he's not uh, interested in, and had run away from. You know, the commitment, uh, the fatherhood, um, you know, responsibility. Uh, so yeah, so she of course, so he has to struggle with with that uh, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um, mm-hmm. And when you were writing the Dragonfly Sea, did you ever need to challenge your personal perspectives or like any personal beliefs to write uh, any parts of it? Oh yeah,
1: of course, all the time. But I remembered my my late friend Binyavanga telling me that writers have got a free will get the hell out of the way of your story. Uh, So those those exhortations kind of, um, you know, kept me kind of in the straight and narrow story-wise. I I had a different idea of what Ayana's uh, um, life story would be. For example, the Turkish guy, Kore, I I thought he was going to be the, the, the main presence in her life and 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 uh, ja, what is his name jin lai becomes uh, you know something he's like, you know i don't know if, i don't know if you're a writer as well when a character kind of takes over and becomes something that you do not want him to become um and, and then when when uh, when that happens I thought the Turk had disappeared, but then he shows up again, um, in this kind of almost villainous form. But he he, he represents the uh, his attribute to all all girls and women who have made the wrong choice, <laughs> um, uh, temporarily. But yeah, but yeah, he and and you know when when she goes with him, I I stopped writing because I wanted her to not. Do that. I was judging her. I was judging her. Really, I really was judging her. Um, so, and I and I wanted to push her in this other direction in the story. And what happens in my case um, when I'm in the artistic space or, or writing space when I'm not being honest, when I'm not being uh, faithful to the story, the muse disappears. The story dries up. Everything goes away. And that's that's exactly what happened. So I had to come back and. And just trust the story anyway. Trust the process of the story.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Um, those were mm-hmm. all the questions I had today. I know that you have a very busy schedule, so I don't want to keep you too long. But
1: oh no, no, don't worry. It's always such a pleasure, Aisha. Always it such a very, pleasure. Very to, nice
0: to meet you. Uh,
1: and engage, and, and, engage and I, even engage in the questions, you. I'm thinking, oh, so that's what happened. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have yeah, it's a such day. a pleasure. <laughs> mm. Have a great day, and again, thank. Oh, you. and you too. Thank you. Bye. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, dear. <laughs> Take care, and all the best with everything, thank with you. life. <laughs> okay. Thank
0: Bye.